Hello, and welcome back to An Encouraged Heart. This is Cynthia. Thank you for joining me for another Bible study. Um, We're going to start with a word of prayer, and we're going to look at um, a verse from Hebrews 5, and we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 4. Okay, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we have together to... um, study your word and learn more about you help us lord to use your word um, in our daily lives help us to be transformed through your word we also um, pray a special prayer for our our president and his his wife lord we pray for healing for speedy recovery we um, just know that you're able to do all things we give you praise and honor um, for all that you do in jesus name amen Okay, um, again, if you have your study book, um, please open to page 29. And we are, we are again looking at living victoriously in difficult times. If you do not have that, um, you can certainly um, read through your Bible with us. Okay, so we're looking at, again, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Um, I'd like you to, when I read the verse, mark every reference to Christ with um, a cross like we did before and that would include any pronouns okay so um, the verse reads as follows although he was a son he learned obedience from the things which he suffered so here clearly uh, we have four markings he followed by son and two more pronouns Okay, so he is one son, and he again, and he in the very last portion of that verse. Okay, Um, so we have two questions here. So um, let's go ahead and get started in looking at those questions. What did you learn about Jesus in this passage? Again, the verse is, although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. Okay, um, I'll have to be honest with you, that verse um, was a little bit challenging, so I spent some time today looking at some commentaries and different um, translations of that verse, um, you know, to help me to have a better understanding. So here is um, one commentary that I found regarding this verse, so bear with me. Um, It reads, human discipline always includes having to suffer. Jesus was the son of God, yet he had to learn as a human what it meant to obey God completely in every situation. It is not that there was a time when Jesus failed to obey God. He was always, of course, one with God because, of course, Jesus is God as well. But he was here in the flesh So the need to obey did not happen until he came to earth. To do what God wanted, Jesus had to suffer. In doing it, he knew that it was to obey his father by his own choice. He chose to suffer and to die for our sins because that is what God had called him to do, God the Father. Also in my reading, I came across um, another verse, actually from the Gospel of John, John 17, 4, in which Jesus is speaking. It reads, 
I have glorified you down here on the earth by completing the work that you gave me to do. And that verse was from the Amplified Bible. So that did help me see this a little bit better. Um, knowing that, of course, um, Jesus was without sin. But essentially, this, this tells us that um, he submitted his whole will when he was on earth to the will of the Father. So that um, he would of course, fulfill the plan that God had so that we would have new life in Christ. Okay, um, also looking at this verse, um, there is a question, second question, which reads, what does this verse indicate we can learn from our own suffering? Um, we are to learn as well, complete obedience to God, submitting our will to his perfect will. Okay. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next portion of the study, and we're going to look at 1 Peter chapter 4. In the observation section on page 29, it says, We've observed Christ's response to suffering. Now let's look at some specific ways his example can guide our own response to trials. Okay, so as I read through um, verses from chapter four, I'd like you to mark any references to the word suffering. And also, um, we're going to see here that there are some instructions to the believer and please underline instructions as I read through the passage. Okay. So starting with, um, we're in verse, we're going to read verses one and two, initially in chapter 4, and then we're going to skip down to verse 14, okay? So again, First Peter chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So, of course, you would have marked... Um, the word suffered, it appears twice in that verse. Okay. And also um, there is um, an instruction for believers, which is arm yourselves also with the same purpose. Okay. Verse two. So as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God. So here we have, of course, an instruction, live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God. So that's pretty much almost the entire verse there to underline. Verse 14, if you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. So um, reviled is a type of suffering. So you could mark that, of course, with a squiggly line. Okay, um, verse 15, make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or thief or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. Okay, so we're going to mark, of course, the word suffers. And actually the rest well, the entire verse actually is an instruction. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or thief or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. 
moving on to verse 16. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in this name. So, of course, Mark suffers. And um, the instruction here begins with, he is not to be ashamed, but is to glorify God in this name. Okay, we're going to skip to verse 19. Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. Of course, we'll mark the word suffer here. And the instruction, which is, shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. Okay, so let me go ahead and read through that, those verses without interruption. Okay, beginning, of course, um, at verse 1. Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or thief or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he is not to be ashamed but is to glorify God in this name. Verse 19. Therefore, those also who suffer according to the will of God shall entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. Okay. Um, we have several um, questions. Actually, the first one has two parts. What did you learn from marking suffering? And also, what are some reasons what are some reasons a person might suffer? Okay, and the, the next question actually is all connected. What, um, what are you instructed to do when you suffer and why? Okay. I actually decided to combine my answers um, to all questions here because there was um, some overlapping in my responses. Um, in verse 1, it says here to arm yourselves also with the same purpose, meaning prepare our, ourselves to think like Jesus. Jesus was prepared to suffer to the point of death. So to prepare um, ourselves, that is, uh, we are to choose to have the same attitude or mindset towards suffering as Christ did. In the second half of the verse, it says, because he he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Here, I looked at several different versions of that scripture to get a better understanding. Um, in the New Life Translation, it reads, For if you have suffered physically for Christ, you have finished with sin. Another contemporary version says, um, The one who accepts suffering in this life has clearly decided to stop sinning. So here, the believer, of course, is imperfect or without sin, but um, has a desire, a commitment to live a life in obedience to the Lord. Um, verse 2 um, instructs us to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. In this verse, we are instructed to live our lives with a desire to please God and not ourselves. 
we are wanting our life decisions and choices to be in the will of God. Um, also, as far as um, suffering, um, I looked again at verse 14. If we are reviled for proclaiming Christ, it says we are blessed uh, because the Lord's Spirit is with us. Verse 15, make sure that none of you suffers as a murderer or thief or evildoer or, or a troublesome meddler. We are to live a life that glorifies God. Uh, we read before in a previous episode um, from 1 Peter 2.20, we have no credit. We receive no credit for suffering because we um, have sinned. Verse 16, he is not to be ashamed or put to shame, but is to glorify God in this name. In a modern translation, um, the verse reads, but if a man suffers as a Christian, he should not be ashamed. He should praise God uh, because, of course, he is identified as a Christ follower. Okay. Um, in verse 17, I'm sorry, verse 19, it says, Entrust um, our souls to a faithful creator in doing um, what is right. Okay. Um, and this is especially important in times when we or our loved ones are suffering and we really don't understand why. Okay. Um, I am going to end our lesson um, here for today. Uh, we will continue to look at first Peter in our next study. May God bless you, each one of you. And I look forward to you joining me again next time. Take care.